Welcome to Much More Muchier with Pup Duffy and Caroline, an Odd Imagination production. Guys, I am here with Vince Lozahana. We're going to be talking about your new film, Trauma Therapy Psychosis. It's a follow-up to 2019's Trauma Therapy, but the film uh, is a continuation of that oh-so-special and shady self-help guru, Tobin Vance. It's kind of funny. It's not a comedic film. Let me not, let me say that straight up again, but it's kind of funny, the subject matter to me, because you see people, the Tobin Vances of the world on, on, you know, YouTube or, or late night TV. And let me tell you how to be a better you, you know, and it's like, how about <laughs> yourselves? But his, uh, his approach is a little sketchy, shall we say. So yeah. I wanted to jump in. First of all, guys listening, you you probably know Vince from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Promising Young Woman, my favorite, Encino Man. You've been in the mm-hmm. business a little bit for such a young guy. How did you How did you get started in, in this business? Um, so I was a, a, a street dancer. So one summer, I went to New York to hang out with my cousins and family. And usually we play sports. We were playing baseball, basketball, whatever, boxing. Um, but this time around, they were all into breakdancing. And they taught me how to breakdance. And I moved, I go back to Cleveland, um, and I joined a breakdancing crew there. We've become pretty good and, and pretty popular. We're, we're dancing at different venues, clubs. We did the halftime show for the Cavaliers. Uh, and then we won a big dance contest uh, to open up for Rem DMC, Curtis Blow, Nucleus. Fat Boys, and uh, I think there was one more group, but I, I don't remember who they who they were. But we were in front of ten thousand people uh, breaking, and we ended up touring a little bit around Cleveland uh, and uh, Cincinnati, Columbus, and Detroit. Uh, so that got me into dancing. Didn't think much of it, but there was a theater in the east side of Cleveland, an African American theater called Caramel House. They were looking for a Caucasian kid that could play uh, basketball, dance, act, and sing. But I could play basketball. I, I'm a pretty good dancer. Acting, I never did, but the role was pretty close to me. And I couldn't sing, but they're like, well, can you rap? I go, yeah, I can rap. So I ended up getting the lead in the show. Uh, we ended up getting great reviews. I'm signing autographs and and that got me into the business and I started doing more plays, started studying uh, the craft of acting at at Caramel House, uh, which is such a great place uh, for beginning actors in Cleveland to go to uh, and learn the craft because not only do they have acting, they have dancing, singing, they have everything there. Um, And then my acting coach at the time back in Cleveland said, why don't you give it a shot and I said you know what I was thinking about that and I did and here we are dang crazy I want to just you said so many incredibly wonderful things that resonate with me as a Gen Xer break dancing that was like at that point in time that was life like I was obsessed with Beat Street do you remember that movie <laughs> oh yeah I love Beat Street Breaking, New York break- City Breakers versus uh Rack Steady Crew and actually one of my cousins was a member of uh, uh, Rocksteady Crew. No way. Yeah. That was so much a part of life in that time period uh, with the music, with the dancing, with the, the you know, the cardboard, right? And the boombox. 
and kids nowadays, I sound like an old lady, but kids nowadays are like, wow, isn't this cool? Look what we just discovered. It's like, honey, no, no. 40 years ago, 40 years ago, my best friend who was, right. girl, was you know, the, the best break dancer in her school. She would do the warm in the cafeteria. You know, we grew up with this. This was right. Every- I had parachute pants. <laughs> We're not even. Gonna... <laughs> you know, it, it was such a such a great period because um, the reason breakdancing started was to stop game banging, and and they became dancers. So you had all these crews battling against each other instead of fighting or shoot, shoot, shooting each other. You know, and and it was so much fun it was just a, a great time in my life that that i remember vividly um and and i'm blessed that i got into break dancing and ended up being pretty good at it i mean was it even an 80s movie if they didn't have a dance off at some point in the film right and, uh-huh like, there was oh, always a, a battle oh, yeah you're thinking of breaking electric boogaloo uh who who I ended up becoming good friends with Shabadu uh, when uh, when I moved out here. He uh, was directing a short film. I was I was a part of it, and uh, we ended up creating this friendship because of break dancing, dancing. So I was like blown away. I go, ah, man, that's Shabadu. <laughs> it's like, like of course, as a girl, I was like, oh my god, special K. <laughs> She's so cool. It, but you know, it's like it, it, it's a nice foundation for you to go on creatively creatively because like for kids our age when we were growing up fame like the the musical and the tv show i was obsessed to think that i was i was talking about this yesterday not to go off tangent but i was talking about this yesterday we were talking about um my god talking about people like for instance clint eastwood is 90 years old and that kind of blows my mind and Madonna is 65. And I was like, right. as a like a, a middle schooler watching like MTV or whatever, thinking only grown-ups did that, if that makes sense. Like only grown-ups did that. So to see theoretically kids on fame, you know, learning music, uh, dancing. Right. Like, it, it was just like this eye-opening thing that, oh, it's not just grown-ups that are creative like this. And you, right. you that with with dancing and then they're like hey by the way we'd love you to do this and you found a home to like grow in i think that's super cool it is it is and not in my wildest dreams growing up that i think i was going to move to hollywood and become an actor and work you know i thought i was going to be a blue collar guy or i don't be a be a police officer or something like that who knows but uh I guess it was my destiny to go on this path. I stayed on the path. I mean, there've been a lot of tough times and rough times, but I'm still here. Well, at that time frame, what was like the options for a kid in Cleveland? Like you said, just blue collar or? You know, um, yeah, thinking back, uh, because my parents worked in a factory, um, my sisters, one was a assistant nurse, um, and and looking at my options and all that, I was thinking, well, when I was going to college, I, I started out to be a paramedic, and then maybe I'll be a paramedic, maybe I'll be a, a, a sell real estate, <laughs> um, 
So the, there, there were options, but coming from where I did, you know, it's like, well, blue collar because you know most of my family worked in the auto industry uh, at Ford plant or, or Chevy's, and they made great livings in there, and and they got a great pension. They've done really well for themselves. Um, so, you know, when when I was there, part of me was like, what am I going to do? And then when I got into acting, I was just like, well, this is my passion. I, I, I think I found something I really love and I'm passionate about. And I'm going to give it a shot. This is it. <laughs> yep, exactly. So you, you moved and, out of the And I didn't tell anyone. I mean, I remember I was playing in a championship game, softball game. And then I, I told the team, I was the manager of the team, and told a lot of my closest friends, like, a week before I was leaving, I'm leaving. What do you mean you're leaving? You can't leave my family. What do you mean you're leaving? You can't. Yes, I can't leave. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm moving to, to California. None of them knew I was an actor, too. I was doing all these plays. I was getting written up. And finally, one of my sister's friends saw me in a play, and she found out. And she was, she was like, not my brother. My brother's not an actor. I know he's a dancer, but not an actor. So I was li living this secret life because I didn't want anyone to, to put it down or, or put negative energy around my dream. And I felt, well, you know what? I'm going to go do it. And they, they'll find out what I'm doing when, when I'm up on the big screen. Okay. And that's how it kind of happened with the Encino Man. A lot of friends found out that I moved to California. Wait, is that, is that Vince? Yeah. <laughs> is that Vince up there? <laughs> They had their elbow and that looks like pants. It is pants. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go home for Christmas. Like, hi. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And that was also like uh, for kids today. No, but that was like a sweet spot. I talk about it all the time. Like the 80s and 90s of cinema, of films. It was such a good place to be. There were so many good films, good comedies, good horror, good romance. I mean, it was like across the board that the just like the creativity was exploding. I mean, we had freaking Xanadu and then we had Encino Man. You know, we had all these various types of enjoyment, you know, coming in our faces. And I think as much as I love films today and we're gonna we're gonna get into that, I am very what is that? not reminiscent. I'm nostalgic for the times that, that we grew up. And I love that you were there in it, you know, working with uh, Brendan Fraser and uh, Polly Shore and, you know, and then you get into Pirates of the Caribbean and hello, Blockbuster. I mean, right. my mind has been blown. Like, this is me. This is the kid that started dancing. And now I'm here. But you're so like nice and you're so humble. You're not a you're not an a-hole, you know, I love that about you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I mean, it, it just so happens my career, my craft, what I do is I'm an actor, writer, director, producer, but I'm passionate about acting. Does it make me no better than anyone else? Someone that's a doctor, nurse, or works in a factory, works at Starbucks, we all put on our pants the same way, we all take a shower, and when it rains, we all get wet. You know, I'm no better than anyone else. I, I'm just stuck out a dream and pursued it and became successful at it. And I would never look down on anyone. That's not who I am. And I don't believe in, in being that way. 
Uh, I know some actors don't want to talk to the extras. I'll go talk to the extras. I'll go hang out with them. I'll go hang out with the crew um, because I'm no better, you know? It's just, I'm an actor. That's it. I'm no better than anyone else. Sometimes I feel as artists and actors, uh, we put ourselves uh, uh, above everyone or in the upper echelon, and, and that's not the case. And we shouldn't think that way. And yeah. if I can, and I, and the cool thing is, being the way I am, um, uh, I see people meet me and they they get so thrilled and excited, and and I and I want them to remember that. I want them to remember me as a person, not as the actor, but as the person who. Spend time talking to them and try to make a difference in their life. Because I have people make a difference in my life. And if I can make a difference in someone else's life, whatever it is, whatever they want to talk about, if it's pursuing acting or pursuing something else in life, I'm there to give some advice. Right. I love that. And also, I think just me personally speaking, I'm going to come away from our interaction with that same feeling. And I'm also going to be like, what a laid back down to earth had to make a sandwich for a son kind of guy. I would never put like an arrogance on anybody. So to, to know that you have that interaction with like everybody you meet, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And you know, and it, it makes a difference to me too. It makes me feel good. Yeah. You know, I love it. The other day, um, someone uh, on the picket line recognized me, but, they were just on the picket line to support us. They, they weren't an actor, but they were out there supporting. They're like, oh, my God, that's Vince. That's Vince Lozano. <laughs> I started laughing. I go, come here, darling. Let me give you a hug. <laughs> like, oh, my God, come here. Let me put my sign down. Hold on. Yeah, because we've been, very, uh, we've been very careful to, to not cross any, any lines no pun intended, because we do support the strike. We support actors and writers getting uh, equal pay and fair pay. And the fact that the studios are being stupid and greedy about everything. And I have a lot of people that are out, you know, out picking now as well. And it's just, it's crazy to me. So I love that um, you're still able to talk with me and still, you know, support the strike as well. So thank you for doing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do my best to support. I think it's uh, very important that we support actors and we support the writers. We don't want this business to go away. We don't want the craft of acting to go away. We want the middle-class actors to work and move up to uh, another level. And the actors that are barely working or, or uh, uh, background actors and stunt actors we want them all to work and be successful too and get and just keep going where where they don't need to rely on another gig or another job to support this career. And hopefully, hopefully we're we're at a crossroads right now that uh we make a good contract for everyone and everyone can work and 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 support themselves in the craft that they love. But it, it's 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 going to be a long road. It's going to be a long road. And in the meantime, there's so many independent films that aren't protected. You know, they're not protected by unions. Uh, the filmmakers or the actors are. You know, it's all independent. Which we've talked about before. It's like independent filmmakers have more freedom, but they also have less protection because they're not you know covered by the studios or they're covered by the unions. 
So we are, are, are you are you saying non-union films, or are you just saying independent films in general that are not a part of the studio system? I think the second part, but there are a lot of um, independent filmmakers that or the actors, I'm sorry, that are not SAG members. So they're kind right. of like bucks where they still have projects to promote, but they don't want to, you know, they're sisters and brothers that are you know, fighting for rights over here. So it's so tricky and it's... Right. It's just, well, I, I look at it this way. I mean, if you're in an independent, someone was questioning me about promoting this movie and I'm like, I was like, listen, it's an independent film. It's not part of the big studios. It's not a part of AMPTP. Educate yourself before you start questioning actors. Know what's going on. We're we're not we're not striking against independent studios. We're striking the seven main studios or five or how many they're they're out there. Um and most of them are getting interim agreements and all that. Right. And and it's <laughs> Yeah, trauma therapy psychosis is not a Disney film. We can just say that right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Far from it. <laughs> yeah, but I think for the casual viewer, they did, they just don't understand or they're ignorant of it because I've had people call me out. I'm I'm like, first of all, this wasn't even an American film that we were promoting. This right. Scottish film, you know, it's like uh, just do like you said, do do a little research, you know, uh, educate yourself about the situation because you're right. These people are so loud about things that they know nothing about. They just want their shows back on TV. And it's like, okay, right. well, the, the people that make this show would like to have homes. They would right. like to have children. So, yeah. Well, the thing is, it, uh, I think up to five or seven or eight years ago, uh, network television used to do reruns. And then they start pulling them off and putting it on their websites. But now they've created streaming. But back then, as actors, whatever we made as a guest star, co-star, and that show re-ran, we would get the same amount of pay that we normally get. But that's gone. Um, when's the last time you've seen a rerun on, on uh, network television? I'm sure. Well, I don't know if that would count as network. But you know how TNT and they, they run like old Charmed episodes and things like that. But... Yeah, really that doesn't count. That that's syndication. So, so when I mean when I mean oh. network, I mean like uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and uh, CW. Um, those are the five like major networks, and those guys, they're not rerunning anything anymore. And, and I get it; it's a business. So if you don't have to pay out everyone on a show, if you got twenty actors on there, and, and you don't have to pay out a million dollars, that's a million dollars in your pocket. And you put it on streaming, and yeah. you can watch it for free and not pay anyone. Well, I mean, you're paying for streaming, but I mean the production company. So, crazy. I interviewed someone, another candidate, but I interviewed someone a year ago, and they said something about the studios buying the channels, buying, and then putting, or the studios buying the streaming to put their products. So, they're paying themselves, basically. And I didn't get yeah. it. I get it now. I oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the profit is through the roof. And for them, you know, and the sack is that they're making Disney and, and Warner, Warner Brothers and a lot of the Apple TV and all these places are, are doing very well. And I, I have friends that have lost jobs at Warner Brothers and not actors, but that work in 
uh, in, in accounting or, or different positions like that. And so, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's, it's tough. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a tough place for, for the studios, for the actors, for the writers. It's just a tough place right now. Well, well, you know, at the end of the day, I think what may happen is that they'll probably bring in a federal mediator at some point, I'm guessing, because um, they're just bunning heads too much right now. And I think it's it's difficult for, you know, the, the audience or the viewers, because not everybody has five huge boxes of DVDs like me to rewatch, to support. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Amazon, you know, or they got to watch cable. Well, see, that's interesting because uh, every every three years, it, you see how the business has changed. The fight was for cable at, at some point. Then the fight became for VHS, and then it became for DVDs, and then it became for Blu-rays. You see where I'm going with this, and we're, we're it seems like we're always a step behind technologies, uh, the writers and actors, and then you come to streaming. Now we have streaming, now we got AI, so what's next? The AI is what scares me for, for actors because the, the idea that anybody could take your take your face and put you in a porno, you know, or put you yep. saying racist crap or something. It's like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, I'll go become a, I'll go work at Marshall's. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think, uh, I mean, there there is going to be a place for AI. They're going to use it. They're going to make movies with it. It's just, but we and we will survive as actors, and we just got to evolve. Speaking of horrifying aspects, <laughs> trauma therapy, psychosis. Take me into how did you approach this, knowing that it's. I wanted to ask also: Was this Tom Sizemore's last film? It was. Uh, I was in the first first trauma therapy, and I was uh, basically Tobin Vance's right-hand man pulling the strings behind the scenes. Uh, I'm master manipulator, master con man, and I get them, I get them in because I, I become very vulnerable, and I get them to like, them, like me and trust me, not knowing that I'm drugging them and, and pushing their buttons and and doing all kinds of fun stuff as an actor. Uh, so in trauma therapy psychosis, I take the fall for Tobin Vance with everything that happened in trauma therapy. So I just got out of prison. Um, and I get invited to do a podcast with Tom Sizemore uh, to talk about Tobin Vance and, and the Vance Institute. And he thinks I'm going to bash the Vance Institute. He thinks I'm going to be uh, very uh, vindictive towards Tobin Vance. But it was the complete opposite. I still love Tobin Vance. I'm still brainwashed. I'm still a disciple of him. And I defend him uh, all the way through. And so basically in this one, so Tobin Vance, to escape authorities, moves to... Uh, England, and he starts up a whole new workshop with, with a whole bunch of old new recruits and brainwashes them, tortures them, mental torture, physical torture, and just knows how to get inside them to, to pull out 
that thing that 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 they're denying whatever it is you know or whatever thing is hurting them or or bothering them in in their lives he's telling them to do this which is not really a good thing to do but but they're doing it you know so uh so this one is a, a lot more intense uh and you don't need to watch the first one to to understand what's going on in psychosis it's, it's a standalone film but uh, a lot of the uh same actors meaning david joshua lawrence tom malloy myself and uh so it, it, it's uh it's very well shot it's dark um I, I feel like it has a 70s feel to it um look wise and uh the performances are solid the the writing is really good and i think it's a really good indie film and and I think people will be surprised, and I think they'll be sucked in because we 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 have a lot going on these days with with mental mental issues and 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 I think it, it's it's okay to seek out help. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength when you go out there to seek help. And these people went to go seek help. They just you know went to the wrong person. <laughs> I mean, you can make an argument for not his heart being in the right place, but having the right idea. Because what he what he's doing is like aversion therapy on steroids. <laughs> it's like yeah. confronting. Okay, say I'm trying to think what I'm afraid of. I'm I'm afraid of heights. So aversion therapy for me would be to like throw me out of an airplane. <laughs> you know exactly. Supposedly, you're supposed to get over it because you've done it or you've confronted it. I don't know. I think I'd still be afraid of heights, but even more so. But what he what he does is just so twisted and so low down that you and can't, extreme. Yeah, you can't necessarily root for him, so to speak, because you're like right. Yeah, but it's just I don't know. It is. It's a beautifully shot film, and you're right about you don't have to see the first one. However, once you watch the second one, you're going to want to go watch the first. One. Right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. As a viewer, you might also draw some parallels between Victor and his ad, you know, adoration for for Tobin. You can you can draw you know parallels to certain political people, and you know people <laughs> that follow that person despite knowing that they're you know horrible. So I think it's just I don't know if it it's not an intentional message, but there's a lot of messages that you can take from it. One being right. okay to seek help. Um, do your research on who you're seeking help with. <laughs> and, you know, right, and exactly. Know when to cut the cord from toxic people. Yeah, and, and there's something, I think that the cool thing about Tobin Vance is, is that, uh, and, uh, and a lot of self-help gurus have, is they're charming. They have a charm about them. They have an aura about them, you know. They pull you in, you know, they get you in. And then once they got you, it's hard to get out. I feel like, I think I have a little bit of a, a BS radar because, what's his name? Tony Robbins, his voice, like, makes my ears hurt. Does that make sense? Like, it, <laughs> right. I like to think, I like to believe that I wouldn't be taken in by a Tobin Vance. But the concept of what he's offering, like, if you're that if you're terrified of crowds or if you're terrified of spiders or, you know, right. Even harmless things. If you're terrified of like, you know, washcloths, 
it, it would be a desirable, like, yes, please help me, heal me. Oh my God, you're making it so much worse. Yeah. I think, I think a, a lot of people are even, even to, a lot of people are, are looking for the secret in life. What's the secret? What's the secret sauce? And I feel the secret lies within you. Whatever you desire, want, need, it, it doesn't rely with someone else. It relies with you. And sometimes I think we as humans don't look inside ourselves or uh, within ourselves. They, they look outside and look outside for someone to guide them, to lead them while you should be leading yourself. You know, if you're going to get in trouble or whatever it is, it's because you led yourself. Make your own choices. Don't let someone else make choices for you. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of the concept of you're a parent, I'm a parent. Nobody can love your child as much as you do, right? Nobody right. can as well as you can. Nobody can can take care of you, your your psyche, your soul, your you know, your heart as well as you can. Are there experts out there that, you know, they went to school for this. They studied for this. They have the heart for it. Absolutely. You know, right. are there, but you, at the end of the day, like you said, it's you, what direction you take, how healthy you are on the inside. You know, that's all. You yep. You only have one life and, and don't let someone else ruin it for you. Absolutely. And, you know, put on a scary mask and walk into your room, you know, <laughs> I know don't let none of that. <laughs> Well, I know that things are, are kind of up in the air, but what's up next for you? Uh, I've been putting together an indie film um, that we, we like to shoot in uh, later later on this year, uh, where I'm the lead, and, and uh, um, it's very small, maybe three actors. We're trying to do something experimental and see if we can um, get a cult hit out of this one. Nice. Um, so right now we're raising we're raising funding, and uh, and hopefully we'll, we'll get the money we need to make it. So that's one. And then I'm also producing, directing a docu series called uh, Ten Count. It's about boxing. It follows fighters from South Central Compton, Watts, and their dream to become world champion and how they how do they get there and 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 the, the, the things that they run into to that almost prevents them from continuing their dream and about trainers finding that next champion. Um, so I'm working on that. And then uh, I have a recurring voiceover theme with the amazing Spidey and friends. Um, so I've been doing that. And uh, so that's about it for now. So hopefully, knock on wood, there'll be a lot more coming. Do you have a website or can people follow you on social media to keep up? Uh, yeah, I'm on IG, a Vince Lozano page, um, uh, Facebook, Vince Lozano page, and then uh, also Twitter. And I do have a website. I think it's just VinceLozano.com. So people can keep up. I want you to, please, if you don't mind, I want you to come back when you're, when you're ready to promote your other stuff because that boxing documentary sounds incredibly interesting. And I want to I want to help promote your film when you're ready. Thank you, thank you. And it it is really interesting. It's six episodes. I have six episodes done right now. I'm trying to get to ten, but uh, hopefully, maybe at eight, I'll be able to sell it and get it out there. Go. 
and hopefully all of this stuff will be will be settled and people will be getting you know everything that they need and they deserve and we'll be able to go back to a little bit of normalcy yes and it will it will it will it's just got to be got to stop butting heads and i think the studios need to have a more of an open mind and listen more and and hopefully we'll all come together and be making some great projects again soon it, enough it might take a little time but maybe by the end of 2024 we'll have a bunch of new stuff on <laughs> <laughs> hopefully <laughs> until then until then everybody can check out all of these incredible independent films that are out there trauma therapy psychosis september first on demand september first yes is it a theatrical release as well? Uh, it's going to have a, a limited release in different cities. I don't know the cities yet, but I know they're they're doing a limited release. I think here in LA, maybe somewhere back east. That sounds good. Well, Vince, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm going to go follow you on Instagram now. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Love Talk it. And I'll follow you back. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Art Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit artimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org. I'm killing her